Welcome back to San Halen. Let the tasty licks flow. San Halen featuring Mark Zander on guitar. Brian Hanley on more guitar. Even I'm playing guitar. And vocals too. San Halen on Chicago's home for rock. I mean sports. ESPN Chicago. All right, let's do this thing. We've got 60 minutes to work with. 312-333-3776. We'll hit upon just about everything. It's Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Brian. So are you going to hey, be Mark. watching the World Cup? Yeah, um... Boy, we got to get in that because uh, every time I'm watching college football, the uh, the soccer football commercials are inundating me with World Cup fever. And um, I, I, I I'm not sure right now if I hate the FIFA president more than I hate the, the dopes running the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I know. I saw that. Really unfortunate uh, when you're slamming fans. Uh, yeah, they can't turn out good. I, you know, look, and I, I got into World Cup the last go around uh, much more so than I've previously watched. And one of our Twitter poll questions is today, um, and you can get, uh, get it at ESPN 1000 as long as Twitter's still working, at Brian Hanley 534. <laughs> hey, I, I just checked five minutes ago. It's still good, have, but it's a minute-by-minute minute proposition. Have you had any hiccups on it? I Like, I click on someone's tweet, and sometimes the, the comments don't come up at all. It just looks like it's working. You know, I get the spinning, whatever it is, the spinning. Uh, yeah, there have been a few occasions. Uh, well, I mean, you know, he, my, laid off, he laid off 75% <laughs> of the people. What could possibly go wrong? Um, well, laid off or chased them out. You saw then, that well, memo, right? I thought he, uh, there was You're one going woman, hardcore. If you don't click on this link by 5 p.m. today, I'll send you uh, three months severance. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm just watching this kind of from afar. He apparently, some woman was absolutely, you know, he, he had he had a keeper. He begged her to stay, like on a Monday, and Wednesday he fired her. So yeah, I, I, you know, whatever, whatever's going on with Elon, he's a genius. He's he's whatever. He's he's had the Twitter. He's but, something. The World Cup. So the FIFA dope um, is in Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, you know, you can change the name every two seconds. And he's lecturing people on morals in, in the history of the world because people have an issue with the, the host country that's that yeah. uh, had migrant workers dying, building their, their soccer palaces. Yeah, there's and, a lot of reasons to be concerned. Yeah. And, and this guy's waving his finger at people. And, oh, by the way, if you're gay, you know, you're welcome. Come over there. But it's illegal. So um, and then then what else? Oh, yeah, it's they're paying fans to come over and and be influencers and put nice things on social media about how everything's great over there. No. So anyway, I, the, the sport itself I've warmed up to, but uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm done with the Olympics because of all the, all the crap that goes on there with all the people getting paid off to, to fix elections for, you know, world or for um, Olympic sites and everything else. Yes. And, yes. Well, we're seeing, a, look, look, we're, we're seeing the underbelly of a lot of this stuff yeah. and it makes it hard to be a fan when you're seeing this. And, and I agree, soccer, who ha- the sport of soccer, especially in the U.S., uh, and, and I'll say just the U.S., maybe Canada as well, 
you know, it's it's not even close to a number five sport, let alone a number one. Obviously, in Europe, it's another thing. They're trying to conquer the U.S. Is this really a smart play? I mean, obviously, this guy isn't worried about it because it is the World Cup, not the U.S. Cup. But it is pretty uh, amazing to see what's happening. And I may watch it, and I will have a beer. Yeah, that's our thing. They just banned booze over there. Yeah, right, right. And, 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 and Budweiser, Budweiser, $75 million? I think that they have uh, put into it. They must be thrilled. They must be thrilled. Well, uh, so one of our Twitter poll questions, uh, at Sander Rocker, uh, one R in the middle, um, one word, at Brian Hanley, 534, at ESPN 1000, how much are you going to watch World Cup? uh, The choice is as much as possible because you you love football. Um, As long as the USA, USA lasts, as long as, you know, waving the red, white, and blue. Um, only in passing or the last choice is the world what? You're not even paying attention, don't know, don't care. Um, I, I, I don't know where I land on that because I watched much more of it last go-round. If the weather continues, yeah, it's supposed to be nice this week. I mean, back to the 50s because I need to thaw out. This is this, this going from 70 to 40 mile an hour winds for, you know, four straight days. I, I'm, I'm done with winter already, so I'm looking forward to this week. So maybe I'll be out and about more than I have been the last few days. Um, I, I'm somewhere between only in passing and maybe as much as the USA sticks around. I don't think I'll be watching as much as possible. Now, gambling might change that for some people, right? Uh, we all have sports oh, yeah. book Definitely, apps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can open up your app on your phone. Maybe you have a newfound interest because it's something to do during the day. I don't know. Um, 312-332-3776 if you have any thoughts on that. We have a football game today, right? Uh, we do. Uh, Bears are uh, going to take on the Falcons, and uh, I'm seeing things from uh, this is why the Falcons are being favored. And and last week was uh, definitely frustrating. Look, the Lions came off a win against the Packers, which, um, you know, that was really the talk of the NFL last week, right. it, it seemed like. And, and we talked ahead of the game last week, and we said, you know, Justin, we need to see him throw. We need to see him throw. We need to see him open up. The uh, uh, Luke Getze opened up the uh, uh, play action uh, because we we know the kid can run, and obviously he's still uh, you know I think he he won the FedEx Ground uh, Award of the Week uh, for Player of the Week, um, so he has been dazzling. Yet uh, our defense, uh, you know that's that's an issue, and and so is our o- offense. Um, you know, aside from uh, Justin, but really it's Justin that's uh, that's. Look, the kid has impressed. Uh, we want to see him pass more. But, boy, I'll tell you something. Those penalties last week, did that not remind you of uh, the Matt Nagy years? Yeah, and look, I, I mean, I, I love the fact that he was clocked at 21.2 miles per hour. I mean, is there a guy with a speed gun on the sideline? Um, there must be. I love, there must be. I love the fact that, that he's <laughs> clocked as the fastest quarterback in, in forever. And I, I don't even know how they, you know, if they just go and see where he started and where he went. And how. There's um, there, there's trackers like in their shoulder pads. I'm pretty sure. Oh, welcome to 2022. Oh, man. wow. Will yeah. that get your personal information too, like your social security number? No, yeah, that's, possibly. That's, Are they going to sell it to Cambridge Analytica? No, that was the COVID <laughs> yeah. vaccine. If you got the vaccine, they can track you. Don't, oh, you, that, you, you know, that's that's why I'm dealing with that. It was okay. on Twitter. It has to be true. Oh, of course. Right, right. Okay. But I mean, got it. Thank you. Okay, so uh, today, Justin Fields, uh, our other Twitter poll, uh, FanDuel has Justin Fields totals over under 
173.5 yards passing and 70.5 yards rushing, which is the best bet? Overpassing, overrushing, underpassing, underrushing. And he's rushed for, I mean, he, he's he's rushed for like 150 yards each of the last couple of games, right? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, yeah. He's got 555 yards on 62 carries, nine yards per rush per carry. I mean, I love it, and I love it's more out of design, but they're 32nd in passing still. Uh, at some point, could we, I don't know, and they're not throwing the nation with the T formation. I mean, I love watching the kid run for 50 or 60-yard touchdowns, but I, I, you know, at some by the end of the season, I kind of like to see him not be the 27th quarterback when it comes to passing. I mean, you, you, on NFL.com, you have to get to the second page of quarterbacks before you see Justin Fields. Yes, and, and as sexy as this whole thing is, you're right. Yeah. I mean, we, we think of quarterbacks as throwing, not rushing. Now, he is a, a bit of the uh, whole change the game thing a little bit here because he is so capable and so fast. But, yeah, I think we're all waiting to see him have a real good game. It's getting a little better. I mean, think about Cole Komet. Here's a guy who wasn't really used at all, even though no. the coach at the time said, let's use him, and and he wasn't used. And all of a sudden, <laughs> every he's, week. Starting, he's yeah, every week, every damn week, Man, boy, we got to get him in get- there. Yeah, we got to really. Yeah. I don't know who, who's in charge of that, but somebody's got to get it's that like, tight Oh, wait end a minute. May, maybe I am. Is it laser this <laughs> week or is it me? Uh, I, I have to ask. So, so the, the, the fact that the kid is getting the ball now and he's actually catching it, it's like, okay, this is, this is a step forward. It's just that Justin's running game is so much better than his passing game. And we want to see it a little more even. Will it ever be totally even? I don't know. Maybe we're looking at the, uh, you know, literally, the uh, the future of well I'm not going to say the future of the NFL but his future might be the fastest and and most capable running quarterback the NFL has ever seen but we still need to see him pass and and I think it's it's coming along but it's not nearly fast enough well and look we talked about first of all they're still last in passing uh, a league low 149.4 yards per game but God bless their they're going to, you know, the top team in rushing. And now uh, Kill Herbert's out. So you're going to have to get David Montgomery back up and running, literally. Um, and that's wonderful. But is it today because the Falcons are dead last in pass defense? I mean, the two things, it would seem like if you're going to do something, and I get it's on the road. But I really thought we uh, last week when we were talking, I'm like, hey, Luke Getze, uh, you're, you're going to script your first 15, 20 plays. Let's throw out. I, I wanted to see him throw, you know, the home run ball. I wanted to see him just punch the lines yeah. in the in, in the mouth right away. And it, they came out doing what it, they've been doing and running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And I, I mean, I, at some point I'd like to see them, I don't know, at least – look like they're a passing offense, and maybe that's not possible. I thought Chase Claypool was going to have much more of a, a, a role last week, and it didn't materialize, and they're saying, well, he's you know, learning the offense from scratch. Uh, how much more do you see him today? Hopefully, in my world, more uh, a lot more. But well, I mean, well, Brian, think of this, right? Uh, uh, just to jump in here, yeah. with, with the idea of him, uh, you know, Justin – uh, you know, passing and, and Chase Claypool not really being up to speed. Do you sit back and wait, or do you just try to force it to see if it'll work? 
what do Bears fans want? To, and, and we've talked about this every week. Are the Bears being conservative in the passing game because they don't feel like it's there? Is it the only way to get it there is to go after it? Are we going to be okay as Bears fans to see it fail? And as opposed to, yeah, you know, it really, um, uh, you know, backing off and, and waiting till Chase is caught up on, on uh, learning the schemes and such. Yeah, you know, what, what's the play here? You and I both want to see them just let's, let's go for it. I'll be okay if, I don't want to see a lot of interceptions. Nobody does, but but let's let's try to see what we've got here as yeah. opposed as opposed to being so conservative. A little more balance, anyway. And and you know maybe yeah. I'm whistling into the wind. Maybe Bears fans don't care, and they're you know they just like watching Justin Fields run and scamper around and make defense uh, defense players look stupid right. because that's what he's been doing. And God bless him, he did talk about how heavy his legs were and how how you know tired he was after uh, the the game against the Lions. And you brought it up. I'm not big on how many wins they have this year, and they're three and seven, and I don't care because I, you know, I, it's all to me about the development of the quarterback um, and defense now. But we will have to but, wait for that next year. But that that game, they have a three game losing streak. At some point, that's as much as I don't care how many wins they have at the end of the season, mentally and for the good of the players and everything else. That one you probably needed to have because no the game doubt was there it for was you. totally winnable. It was totally winnable, and and it, and like you said, uh, I don't I don't feel like wins are the first thing that we need to be concerned about. We're not winning the Super Bowl. We're not getting to uh, you know if for some reason we fall into the playoffs, it's not going to be a deep run. And and the fact that there were bad penalties, that penalty caused that interception to be negated. And 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 then um, uh, uh, Castro missed that extra point. So yeah. so there were oh. things that it need to be cleaned up that would have resulted in likely a win. And and that's where Justin, I think, is frustrated. And and, and he might even have kind of thrown it at the defense and said, "We have to we have to finish the game." And he's not wrong. And and be, you know because the, the the good news is they've doubled up on their points, going from averaging about fifteen points a game to to thirty thirty one points a game in the last four weeks. So to yeah. make that kind of leap is now Luke Getze is on everyone's list as a head coaching candidate, maybe as early as this off season. NFL dot com had him you know because he's thirty eight, he fits the profile. Obviously, he's got the uh, the Green Bay legacy with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and, and I don't is a coincidence coincidence uh, certainly Devonte adams leaving has a lot to do with it but luke getsy's not there and all of a sudden the the packers are having their worst season in forever offensively um but he's on the list of hot uh you know coordinators assistant coaches who will be a head coach sooner than later and that's without the bears passing game even being a rumor right so mm. every i mean you know, brad biggs wrote an opus on on luke getsy in the tribune it was a very interesting read about what makes him a great coach, and you saw you know, NBC Sports Chicago, uh, the Sun Times, everyone touched touched that bag. You know, they they hit it going around first to second about Luke Getzey this week about he's the hot commodity. Are Bears fans worried that he's as good as gone after this season? And yeah, the, you, you know, know, it's this hot take thing that we're doing. I mean, how yeah. I've never seen I've never seen this happen before where. 
a a team has an OC that has brought the young quarterback up by his legs, not by his arm, right? And and on a losing team, and people are already speculating if he's a head coach prospect next year. Do we really need to go there? Just like, do we need to say that Justin Fields is so wonderful yet? Everybody pump the brakes. Everybody's just so damn excited. Or is it just me? Well, it's ten games in, and and people got Getsy, you know, getting his ticket punched out of town, and he'll be on another. Uh, Sideline well, actually calling the shots and not just yeah, calling run plays wow. or you know suggesting to Matt Eberflus what they do. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. A lot there, but um, you know that's mm. that's the type of and we haven't got you know to to, to the Bulls help. Anyone watching oh, the no, Bulls we'll, we'll get to the Bulls. Uh, you know what? Uh, if I accidentally trip on them on TV. Uh, it's been it's been busy for me, but yeah, it, it, that's not going great. And, and I want to talk about uh, a bit of baseball too, because even though the hot stove isn't so hot right now, the rumors are, and we'll be talking about that as well. Let's take a break here. Come back, take your calls. What do you want to talk about? We're here till ten. It's Xander and Hanley three one two three three two three seven seven six here on ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, back at it here on ESPN1000. Xander and Hanley, we've got the phones loaded. We'll start with our old buddy, Bear Fan Bob. We talked about how he was on the field last week. Good morning, Bear Fan Bob. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Long how time cool was that? We had everybody looking out for you, pal. Yeah, how cool was that, Bob? How much did you, did you enjoy that? Well, let me put it to you this way. I'm holding the flag and shaking it on the field. Okay, the wind's blowing. they got helicopters flying over. you got fireworks going off in the background. you got, you know, they're, they're singing the anthem, and you got 60,000 people clapping for you. It is, un- it is unlike anything else in the world. That, that experience is, and I also want to thank the Chicago Bears for letting me have that opportunity. Even though I used my points for it, it was still wonderful, and I feel like it's an honor and my duty as a veteran to do that. Anyway, well, moving we on. We salute you, too. We, uh, yeah. Mark uh, mentioned it on the air. I thought it was terrific, and it was great that Mark brought that up because uh, you deserve that honor for sure. Thank yep. you. Anyways, so... Moving on, as, as you asked a question, what do the fans think about Fields run, running, Brian? Mm-hmm. In, in the stands, they liked it. Me, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, this kid's going to get killed. This is not really all that great, but I get it. You know, he's not comfortable with the situation he's in, and he thinks that there's nothing else to do. So, moving forward uh, for today's game, the Falcons have a cornerback by the name of Teller who's coming off, I think it's a hamstring injury. And he's not 100%, so I think there's some opportunity there. I would like to see him, because they're not winning nothing anyways, put Claypool out there, and I'd also like to see Harry out there go after this kid and, you know, throw some passes. You know, what's the point? You're going to be in, on a, on, on uh, inside a dome and on a, on a hard surface, not a natural turf, so go for it. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe something can happen, because the problem is, is – this young man is learning how to lose. Justin Fields needs to learn how to win, and there's something to be said about that. Also, the Falcons have one of my most favorite players, is Cordell Patterson. I've mm-hmm. liked this guy since day one. The Bears' defense needs to get in the backfield and stop this guy before it starts. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day. So, And you, you guys' point earlier, 
the Bears do have an opportunity to win this game if they don't have to play the officials and the the opposing team. Those are my thoughts. And, guys, have a great day. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. Take Bob, care. Always appreciate it. Um, yeah, okay, so score one for uh, let's just see uh, let's see him throwing. I, I get what he's saying. I, I mean, he, you know, Justin Fields is very fast, very quick, but at some point, you know, the more he runs, the more he opens himself up to injury. I mean, that's safe to say, right? I, I, you know, you would think that that could be an issue, and he's a tough kid. We, we see that. He's a tough kid. It's fun to watch him run. And, and what Bob said was sometimes he doesn't know what else to do. I, you know, those big runs are more designed than, uh, Absolutely, than it yeah. is uh, one of those situations where he's running for his life. But I do think that, uh, as we thought last week, I think today's the day. Let's, let's start throwing. We've got Joe in well, Jefferson Park wants to jump yeah. on here. Hey, Joe. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good, good. All right, I just have two things. First, okay. today's my birthday, and I wanted to hear my voice on the radio. Happy okay, birthday, Joe. Then. Okay, happy birthday. <laughs> Wish granted. All right, last, last thing I'm going to uh, uh, tell you a comment, and then I'll hang up and listen. I think today's game plan should be not one single run and just air the ball out and see what we got. Okay, guys, have a great Sunday. All right. Well, there's your birthday okay, wish. Thanks, Joe. Boy, I'll tell you something. Boy, if if there literally was no running and he's just airing it out every time, or we're Luke bear, wouldn't our be bear a fans, hot. okay. Yeah, he would stop being a hot commodity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just quick. ask. Hey, Joe, we're just asking for a little bit of balance, a little bit of you know an air attack. <laughs> yeah, and, that and, may be going too far the other way. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, that that's more Matt Nagy like, where you just keep doing something because you, you planned on doing it. With right. Us. We've already seen that before, right? We've seen that show, but. Bob was right. I mean, C movie. Bob Bear, uh, Bear fan. Bob was right. Um, not only they are the thirty-second pass defense, which is last in the league. Um, when you've got a corner with a bad wheel, why wouldn't you see how much that's going to impact him to early on? You know, let's take uh, take a stab at it and see how you know, how much you can uh, make that work early on. I, I, look, Brian, I agree with you. But last week we were sitting here oh, uh, around was... the same time saying, boy, Detroit, you know, look at them. They yeah. are, um, you know, whatever the stat was, I can't remember. You, you know what? Uh, we, we should be yeah. airing it out all day. And yeah. look what happened. It didn't exactly happen that way. No, I'm, I'm watching that game going, well, apparently, I don't know. You know, okay, <laughs> keep keep doing what you're doing. And and, yeah. and, and, and Bob was right, too, though. And, and Joe, happy birthday again. Um you know, you have to. You don't want to have a losing mentality. As much as you don't, I don't care if they end up with seven wins, six wins, eight wins. They're not within the division. Uh, the Vikings have made sure of that. But the fact is, you don't want those losses to start weighing mentally on young players, in, in particular a quarterback. And and you, I didn't envision a five or six game losing streak under this regime, and I still don't. But you got to start learning how to finish off games, and they haven't done that. They can't score in the end of games. They 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 do well at the end of first halves, but and they come out and do well at the beginning of the second half, but they they shoot themselves in the foot or they don't execute late in games. Right, right, and and look, uh, as I said last uh, last uh, segment, you, you know the defense. Some of this rests on them, and and those bad penalties again. To see the Bears scoring as many points as they are now, yeah. and it's been consistent. That is probably the biggest storyline so far this year. Above anything else, that is a development that we were starving for. But we need help on the other side. 
and, and uh, those those penalties really really hurt us and and yeah uh, officiating in the nfl um I, I can't remember last week it seemed like there wasn't anything crazy but the week before was just absolutely ridiculous and and before we switch gears here i don't think i've seen a year where there have been so many bad calls obvious bad calls is officiating getting worse or do we just have more camera angles yeah i think it's those chips in the shoulders uh, <laughs> maybe that's it yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it 312-332-3776 um real quick here uh by the way, we're, we've got Miller and Miller on the points bet pregame coming up at 10. So let's switch some gears as we come back from break here. I want to hit uh, – we'll, we'll talk about the Bulls. It, it is uh, a little frustrating in, internally and, and externally with uh, the Bulls. And also I want to touch upon the hot stove not being so hot for the Cubs and Sox right now. But I'm, I'm thinking something's going to pop sooner or later. We'll talk about I also that. did – I did something yeah. yesterday, Mark, that I haven't done in probably 15 or 16 years. I'll tell you what that is after the break. Oh, I look forward to that. Okay, we'll get to uh, the, all of that in the next half hour here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. We'll take your calls. Coming back. Welcome back to Xander and Hanley on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Back at it here on ESPN 1000 on a Sunday morning in the teens here in the northwest of the city. 11 degrees this morning. That was greatly offensive to me. And the wind chill's nice, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, single digits, obviously. When it's 11, if the wind chill isn't single di- digits, something's wrong. Yeah, I'm already done yeah. with it, but it's supposed to be yeah. 50 and sunny no on doubt. Wednesday, so yeah. Yeah, uh, looking forward to that, looking forward to that. For those of us who seem to suffer allergy issues when, or I don't know if it's even allergy, but with this weather change, warm and cold, warm and cold, it's a lot of fun. It's so much I, fun. I just, fun. as you get older, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's snow day. If you're in sixth grade, that's great. If you're 60, <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, I don't. There's nothing I, to celebrate a snow day after you are 15. Exactly. I just, uh, I, you know, as much as I've lived in and all my entire life in in the Midwest in Chicago, all the change of seasons. You know, give me October of twelve months a year. I live with that. I love that. But the the whole winter thing, it's just gray, windy, cold. You know, get yeah. me to fifty on sun on Wednesday. I'll be happy. Okay. Well, uh, uh, barbecue at Brian's house. Three one two three three two three seven seven. Yeah, I haven't, right. I haven't so, grilled in a week. I mean, that's how bad it's been, right? I mean, it's like, well, right, right. I mean, you, look, there are people who will grill when it's you know below twenty degrees. You're crazy. You're all crazy. That's, yeah, but that's I after they it. went ice fishing. And, and again, you're crazy. You're all yeah. crazy. But I get it. It's a way of life. All right. So with the White Sox, we want to talk about the hot stove uh, situation. Not not really boiling over just yet here for Chicago, either side, north or south. But I was quite surprised uh, about what happened over Friday. Now, not with Angle, and, and certainly I forgot about Mark Payton, even though he's a, he's a local kid. But those two were not tendered contracts, but neither was Danny Mendick. And I hate Leori Garcia all over again. <laughs> and here's why. I'll draw the straight line. We gave Leori Garcia an incredible gift. 
How yeah. many years and how many million? I don't remember. It was I two think months, it, it's whatever three, it was. It was three years months. and about 16 million. It was more than you needed to, for it, sure. It, exactly, exactly. Danny Mendick was going to make a million dollars this year. We did not extend a contract to him. Would you rather have a Danny Mendick filling in or a Larry Garcia filling in, spot filling in? I saw enough of Danny this past year until, uh, what, what was it, Adam Hazley tried to kill him? Yeah. Knocked him out of the season. I saw enough from Danny to say, I want this kid around. He is the spirit of, uh, look, he's not a starter. And and I had somebody come back on me on Twitter this week. Neither one of them are good enough to be on any contending oh, team. See, no one look, ever does that on Twitter. No one comes Yeah, no, anyway. no, it was quite the surprise. And it wasn't Elon. <laughs> but it it uh, it is obvious that there are there are backup players that are character players that don't play every day that can do the job. And I thought Danny would be, uh, look, if we're settling for an Adam Vaughn to play left field last year, why the hell wouldn't we bring a Danny Mendip back? So I just hope that this is a sign of bigger things to come, that they would not retain Danny Mendick. I'm sure they're not able to trade Larry, Larry Garcia. And because no. of that, that's what, that's what they had to do. But we've heard some rumors uh, Cody Bellinger, I, I I don't know if the Cubs are in on him. The Sox seem to take a hard pass, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Joey Gallo seemed to be a hard pass on the south side. Jose Abreu, I is looking like he's going to the Padres. I don't How think the that? Cubs had a shot at him. Yeah, there well, he's a he is a priority for the Padres. We're reading and now. Carlos Rodon could possibly go to the Padres too. How about this? Well, MLB? they're not shy. They're not shy no, down there. No, they're, 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 in, they're in every conversation. I mean, if you get Juan Soto, certainly you're going to talk to Jose Abreu. Yeah. Um, Xander Bogarts, MLB.com, put a list of, of free agents that they believe makes sense for certain teams. And your Chicago White Sox, they got Xander Bogarts. And again, Tim Anderson plays shortstop, I believe. Um and they said, well, they're not the favorite because of Tim Anderson, and he's going to make $14 million and it's under club uh, control through 2024. Mm. But would they go out and get Bogarts and, and then move Tim Anderson to second? And how would T.A. Be a, feel about or, that? Or, or how about move him off the team for a, well, a starting pitcher? Okay, see, now this is, the, again, now Rick Hahn said, oh, no, well, whatever we do, we'll probably do it through trade, not free agency. Maybe he was just trying to, you know, throw misdirection out there. Um, I'll believe it when I see it uh, because that's going to cost them uh, a lot of money. And some people believe Bogart's going to stick around Boston. Other people have him going to Philly because uh, Dave Dombrowski. Um, but that's the first time I've seen his name linked to the South Side. And it is kind of intriguing. And uh, it does one make you wonder what they think of the season uh, the team not only had last year, but Tim Anderson had. And if do you know, did they? Look, Xander Bogarts, by all accounts, is a hell of a leader in a clubhouse too, right? Great and, name uh, too. Great yeah. name. Yeah. So that that uh, it's something to think about. I mean, how aggressive will the White Sox be? And and that to me would would be something very unsox like for them to do that. Yeah, it 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 would be. Uh, but I am intrigued about like what we had just said, right? We identify somebody to sign after we have already worked out a trade, you know, and, and it might be an Anderson for a starting pitcher or, and, and they have talked about how they will probably be more active in the trade market than right. they will the uh, free agency market. So that means a big name is probably going. 
I, I don't see any way around it. If you say you're going to be active and you're trying to improve the team, but you don't make a big trade, how much are you improving the team? Well, and look, as they point out, uh, at least offensively, Bogart replaces Jose Abreu. Um, last year, uh, Jose had a 304 uh, average, 15 homers, 40 doubles, and 133 OPS plus over 157 games. Bogart's put up a 307 average, 15 homers. And again, you would like to have had more homers for, from Jose last year and a lot of other people on the south side. 38 doubles, 131 OPS plus in 150 games. And obviously, he's six years younger. And, you know, the defense he brings to the middle of the field is not going to be of, of question, right? It, you might even, I mean, at, you know, God bless Tim Anderson, but you, you hold your breath occasionally when when he uh, airmails a throw or it doesn't get to a ball. Oh, you're so, being kind. You're being I, kind sometimes. I, I, I mean, look, look, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. You're a good Catholic boy. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> well, look, uh, again, it just goes back to, if they are seriously good, and I know there are a lot of Rick Hahn doubters, and I can't say I'm in his corner totally, but it would just, and, and the proof will be in the pudding. Is he willing to make a big trade? If he's saying they're active in the trade market, more so than free agency, and they're not willing to make a big trade, a splashy trade, which would mean an Anderson or, uh, I don't know, maybe even a Vaughn. I know a lot of people don't want to see that. I'm not saying that I do necessarily. But what is the big trade going to be? And will it be, um, it's not going to be a straight up trade. It won't be shortstop for shortstop. So so it seems like there might be a big free agency signing in there, but more more so trades that are going to improve this. And we'll see what happens. I, I, I would just like to see something. I know it's a it's just the beginning. But, you know, any of us that are looking forward to see what, what's happening with the Cubs or Sox is moving too slow. Well, look, if the White Sox delude themselves and talk themselves into, well, we just got to get healthy. And, you know, it's all about injuries. Oh, and Tony's that's no running longer. it back, and that's not going to do it. That's yeah. not good and, enough. And Tony's not, not here, so we start right. fresh, and we don't have that hang, albatross hanging around our neck. Not only were they 500 last season, I mean, it goes back a year and a half now. You cannot just sit here and say, oh, well, you know, all the stuff we heard the first half of the season, wait, wait, we get healthy once we're, everyone's back and those numbers on the back of the baseball card, they'll be what they're supposed to be at the end of the season. Well, it didn't happen. So, yeah, obviously with the new manager and accountability and all the things that he said correctly, we're going to make, we're going to have a different culture and it's going to be consistent. People are going to show up more often than not. That's all wonderful, but it still takes talent. And 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 look, the Chicago Cubs. Tom Ricketts is now you know going down the. Uh, the I gotta go buy a, a soccer team. Uh, you know, get your priorities right. The money you have to go chase Liverpool or name the next uh, you know soccer team you have a little flirtation with, it comes from the Chicago Cubs, and and ultimately it came from your dad, Joe. Hey, his but, priorities. His priorities are business, Brian. Okay, and God bless. And he's printing money, and everything they do up at uh, uh, Clark and Addison is about squeezing another dollar out of somebody. And you won the World Series, and we all appreciate you for that. But start acting like a major league, a major market team, and, and the White Sox could get in that conversation too. I know the the the, the smaller market team in terms of uh, attendance and, and and that, but you know, do what were the four things we we went over with uh, Jesse that they don't do? It's like don't give more than three year contracts, and 
There's no $100 million contracts. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, step up to the plate and start acting like you're in Chicago in the third largest market. Start doing, don't let the Padres embarrass you by doing what they're doing, right? Oh, well, yeah. they've, they've embarrassed everybody pretty much. And, right. and I will say, uh, Jesse was on with, uh, it must have been, uh, oh, I, I heard uh, Jesse on White Sox Talk podcast. And, and he reiterated something that he told us when we've talked to him many times. Jerry Reinsdorf is not about spending money to make money. No, no, we, we've talked about it. As I was told, you're looking at it all wrong. When I'm seeing, you know, 25,000 people and, you know, people saying they're giving up their season tickets until the White Sox show them that they mean business. And I was told, hey, you, you don't get it. All the investors in Jerry, they trust because they bought that team for whatever it was, $21 million back in 1980. And they're now worth north of a billion and probably up close to $2 billion if they actually went on the market because of Chicago. And they all get their checks at the end. And it's just like holding a, a, a treasury bond or, or a, you know, you made this conservative investment all those years ago. And you don't care about how many uh, uh, you know Polish sausages they're selling on a day-to-day basis or how much parking they're getting or, or how many tickets. It's all about when they sell, they'll all cash out. And they'll all be very, very, very yeah. appreciative of Jerry. So they don't, it doesn't, you know, spend money to make money. That's not their philosophy over there. And uh, speaking of Reinsdorf, he has his mitts on the Bulls, too. And we're going to talk about the Bulls next year when we come back. We're here uh, till 10. And that is Mellor and Miller in the points bet pregame here on ESPN 1000. If you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. Back after this on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Three one two three three two three seven seven six here for about another 15 minutes or so. Then we go out to the PointsBet Sportsbook in Crestwood for the PointsBet pregame with Miller and Miller here on ESPN 1000. Bears taking on the Falcons. Let's talk about the Bulls a bit, Brian. Hey, before we talk uh, about the Bulls, yeah. I, I like to oh, put Oh, yeah, that, what did you do? Yeah. So yeah. yesterday I did the first uh, something I hadn't done in at least maybe 15, 16 years. I watched did Illinois I take football. A guess? Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Illinois football okay. from start to finish. I watched the entirety of the Illinois game at Michigan. And I don't know if that says more about me or, or more about Brett Bielma and, and what he's got going down in Champaign. And again, I apologize to Josh Whitman, the athletic director, early on in the season because. I, I thought it was when he hired uh, Brett, I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world and I didn't see it working out. And, and I tweeted as much, but you know, here it is. And unfortunately they, they've let the uh, possibility of playing in the big 10 championship game slip away, not yesterday, but the week prior, but they look like a very competent program and a very well-run program and an entertaining program. And not since I was covering uh, the Big Ten when I was being paid to watch it uh, did I did find reason to sit down and watch. I mean, I've seen quarters and, you know, set, yeah, turn it on, flip around, land on it. But to, to actually sit down and want to watch it yesterday, and it didn't disappoint. I mean, they, they could have won that game and maybe should have won that game. Brett Bielma was screaming at the officials and, and at halftime said, we're up against the, you know, 110,000 people. So, you know, basically don't let the fans call the game. But that said, uh, the team showed up. 
and it it's they it looks like everything's going in the right direction down in Champaign. So that, uh, you are a good Catholic boy, uh, making a confession on a Sunday morning. Yeah, thank you. It's that, but it, it, <laughs> hey, a hell of a weekend for the Illini. The basketball team goes out to Vegas and knocks off uh, UCLA, and it's Terrence Shannon who was. I mean, he played a high school ball at uh, Lincoln Park. Didn't get a Division One offer. Went to Texas Tech and then transferred to Champaign and. Good Lord, the, the guys uh, going in that game, he was making 67% of his shots and putting up a 1,000 uh, early in the morning hours before he before he even went to class or anything else. He, he, I, that, that guy's a revelation. So you know, the, the sports down in Champaign doing just fine right now. Yeah, good for them. Uh, I, have, I have seen that positive developments down in uh, south of here in Illinois. Um, I want to talk about the Bulls. Uh. This has really been on my mind. You know, with Zach Levine kind of airing out Billy Donovan a little bit Oof. for not playing him down the stretch. Not a good look. Boy, things are getting ugly there, aren't they? Six and ten, and we talked about it a month or so ago. You know, what is it that the Bulls do well? I mean, they doubled down on continuity. Unfortunately, uh, the uh, didn't have the their point guard coming back because the injury that was supposed to be four to six weeks is now going on a year. Um, but they doubled down on just – keeping everyone happy, giving uh, Zach Levine max money. And he was one for 14, and uh, defense was a rumor the other night. And the starters have not showed up most nights ready to go. So the bench mob has had come in, claw back games. And Zach Levine, I mean, it, it wasn't one night. I mean, it was an awful night. But Billy Donovan benches him for the last four minutes, give or take. And Zach Levine... God bless him. He wants to be out there, and he was vocal about it. But one, he used the third person. Uh, it's a tough decision. Obviously, I want to be out there. That's the reason I'm here is to go out there and be Zach Levine. Don't use the third person, please, please, <laughs> right, please. Yeah, don't. that is a, that's so. Yeah. And he said, obviously, I've got to do a better job. There's an idea. See, Sylvie tweeted out. Here's what he should have said. And paraphrase. You know, I need to be. Yes, better. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, God bless, maybe we're demanding or asking too much of people. I've got to do a better job in the beginning of the game, you think? But you play a guy like me down the stretch, that's what I do. I don't know what you do. I know you do enough to get paid max money because the Bulls had it, and it made sense. And, not, and, and that was not obvious to everybody that he should no. have gotten it, including the guy that's actually talking right now. So yeah, we don't I, know what he does. No, I mean, he, he's a very good player. I don't, he's not an elite player in this league, and I don't think he's going to be. And I think he is who he is. And that's great to build around, but I don't think, I mean, if DeMar DeRozan gets hurt, you're, yeah, you're, where are that's you? It. You're six and 10 it. now. It's over. Right. It's over. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. the problem is the Bulls got more attention because of this than they have because of how they've been playing. But because of how they've been playing has led to this. So, we had high, much higher expectations, and maybe last year was an anomaly. And the feel-good bulls, the likable bulls, um, I, I'm not feeling it. This it was year, nice while it lasted. It was sweet while it lasted. Yeah, I mean, but you, so you, you eke into the playoffs and your early you know, exit, and and you're playing poorly at the end of the season and injuries. And all. But they they decided to double down on continuity, and they decided this was the blueprint. And now Alonzo yep. Ball can't join the party, and maybe. I mean, it's not even close, right? I mean, they're, they're not even talking about him doing anything, really. Um, so who knows? But you don't want teams to lead the league in uh, player-only meetings or locker room meetings, and you don't want to see the ostensible face of the um, um, 
uh, ostensibly the face of the organization now being upset because the coach felt like he wasn't the best guy to put out there in the final four minutes of a game. Right. Yeah. That, that's the thing that really stuck out to me. And, and Sylvie was completely right. Unfortunately, a lot of times, and I don't want to do this, (laughs) this uh, thing where I sound like, ah, you know, back in the day, Right. But it is true. Some of the athletes today just don't feel I'm not getting a sense of personal responsibility from Zach as much as I want to a little bit, but not as much. And why he said what he said about Billy, it's like it's it, the first obvious thing is he's the coach. I'm not playing well enough. I've got to play better to earn that ability to play down the stretch. That's what I do. And I hope I'll be able to uh, do that. And, and he Perfect said he way would- to uh, sum it up. He said he would think about whether he was going to have a one-on-one with the coach. Um, my suggestion would be it's up to the coach to maybe call him into the office and see where everyone's at. And, you know, I don't know that Billy Dominic needs to explain himself. It is a player's league, and Zach Levine believes that he's one of the best players, so it's a fine line to walk, right, that you don't want to be, you know, Scott Skiles 2.0 where you don't give a damn about what players' feelings are hurt because that doesn't really get it done in the NBA these days. But – um, you know, here's an idea, Zach. If you're not making shots and those nights happen, find other ways to contribute. And you weren't even doing that. So if you're not getting benched on a night like that, then I guess you're never getting benched and you feel like you never should be benched. Right. Isn't he the guy with the bum knee that they were going to watch his time? Anyhow? Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe that was part of it. I don't I, I don't know. Six and ten. I don't know. And, I, you know, that I was hoping for better. <laughs> I was hoping for a little I more. I think we all were. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I mean, uh, you know, where to go from here? If Lonzo doesn't show up any time, I mean, it's almost like he's a, he's a rumor that he's still with the yep. Bulls. That's how yep. far removed he is from this team. And I know we've gotten some bench help, and that's maybe what Billy decided to do is – uh, put some bench players out there to try to take it home, and it it didn't work. Uh, what was that? A one point game and against a bad team. I mean, it's not like you're, you're right. losing to the the best in the league. You're you're struggling against the lower tier teams here too. So right, no no doubt it should have been a win, but it wasn't a blowout. Um, but it should have obviously been a win, and and would have would Zach have made the difference down the stretch? Maybe, well, yeah, maybe. But there must one- be a reason. And and the the idea that you're questioning your coach. Uh, to the press is is just the thing that really sticks with me. Don't use the third person. You haven't earned that yet. Yeah. Yeah. And the third person is weird because then you said, I've got to play better. If that's all the same quote, he switched from third to first person pretty quick. That's weird. There's an idea. You know, maybe instead of, if you had gone four for 14, you wouldn't have got benched one for 14. Yeah. It's probably make an argument. It's time to go come take a seat. Yeah. Yep, get somebody else in there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. And I drew the comparison between the Sox and the Bulls because a Reinsdorf is involved in both of those. And you know, are we seeing what we're seeing on the South Side? Are we seeing with the Bulls where they're just like, okay, here's payroll, make the best of it, and uh, uh, injuries be damned. We're just going to have to roll with what we have. And uh, now Billy has to make the most out of a maybe a mediocre situation without Alonzo Ball. Well, I, I still have faith that AK and his front office staff know they're competent. They know what they're doing, and they'll get this thing figured out. But right now, it I don't I don't know what that road looks like because right, it looks like it could be a rough season. 
And, and yeah, yes, uh, we've got to run. Boy, time has just flown. We only had an hour, but we'll do that again next week. It's a points get, points bet pregame with Meller and Miller at the Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood. Hanley, it's been a pleasure as always. Talk to you next Sunday. Enjoy Happy the Thanksgiving, Bears. Hopefully, sir. it's a victory. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. This is ESPN.